sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. A drive to open right here. 3-1 count. You go right at him. And he hit an absolute bomb. Pena, straight away center field. Hit well. All the way back. That ball's gone. Walk it off. Jeremy Pena. Astros win this game on a two-run And the celebration is on. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yes, you are. Welcome to Opposite Picks on this Monday, April 25th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Way. Well, excuses, excuses for the Nets. Sun goes down on Phoenix. Nuggets stay alive. Yankee fans are no Mike Tyson. Bulls fans don't get the last boo. Uh, thumbs down for the 76ers. Flores love Tua, we're told not. Uh, third period over is hit again, and every dog has his day in the NHL. We'll get to all the stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, <coughs> opposite picks all coming up on this Monday morning. What's going on, LLs, loyal listeners? How are you on this, uh, as they say, Monday morning thing? Those calls, those home run walk-offs, courtesy of uh, ATT Sportsnet with the Pena two-run homer for the uh, Blue Jays, uh, or for the Astros, rather, and then it was uh, Byron Buxton with a three-run walk-off for the uh, Minnesota Twinkies as they beat the White Sox, uh, courtesy of a credit to Bally Sports North, I'm being told. So there you go, a little baseball action to get things underway. Got NBA playoffs, we got some uh, football news, we got some hockey news. Got a little bit of this, a little bit of that on this uh, Monday. Start of the NBA where last night the uh, Phoenix uh, loses to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. They even had series do the Pels at 2-2. Out of all the teams, that was the one I thought was in a little bit of trouble. Wasn't necessarily concerned about the Bucks being without Middleton because the Greek freak is really not Greek is still there and I'll take my chances. It was Booker not being with the, with the Suns. I still think they're going to win the series. Um, but we've been talking about this New Orleans team as, as being Minnesota light. And it's true that, you know, they have a lot of good players. Not great, but they got a lot of good players. And it's really more of an indictment of how bad they were in a regular season. I'm not necessarily amazed it's 2 2. I'm amazed that they were the number 10 seed uh, in the playoffs. I mean, how did this game, how did this team finish 10 games under 500? I, I don't understand that. You know, they got CJ McCollum. They got Valanciunas. You know, they got Ingram. How did Ingram not be able to stick with the Lakers and not really show how great he was? <clears throat> but, uh, you know, when you make the trade, I get it for AD. You had to throw somebody in the, in the mix. He was one of the guys, but. 
you know, he, he's on the verge of really, you know, putting his name, uh, you know, on the ma on the NBA map. So Pelicans win last night. Uh, they even that series at two. Like I said, I still think Phoenix is going to win the series. Although I must say my son's minus a, a game and a half doesn't look very good. But, you know, who knew without Booker? Uh, the one that's going to really, you know, screw over Phoenix was the, the, the first loss. That, that was the one that's like, wow, how'd you lose that game? Because that was with Booker. Uh, Golden State uh, remains uh, in, in control, but down, uh, you know, Denver downs him yesterday, so Golden State now leads it three games to one as the Nuggets avoid elimination. Milwaukee goes up 3-1 as uh, the Bulls fans, uh, you know, the Bull and Grayson Allen all over the place, and this guy's going for 20-plus points for the second straight game. He's loving it. Listen, he's used to that. As a dookie pukey who everybody hated, uh, he's more than comfortable being booed, and he was, and now he's talking about how he uses that as a sense of uh, a source of motivation. Um, you know, if, he, if that was the case, he probably would be like a 50 point scorer if you use booing as a source of motivation because he does get booed all the time but that all said how do you figure that series out right I mean, the Bucks going in looked like they were going to absolutely dominate. Although I cautioned people by saying, you know, they did go four and zero in the regular season, but two of those wins came in Chicago by single digits, where there was close games. So it was four zip, but it's not like Chicago can't hang. Uh, but then Chicago basically stunk out the joint, you know, to close out the regular season. So everyone thought, okay, Milwaukee's going to win in four, maybe five, right? And then Chicago wins game one. Now all of a sudden we're like, whoa, we we got ourselves a series. Uh, and Milwaukee wins the game two handily, which we see all the time. So you figure one, one back to Chicago bulls have hung tough with them. Uh, you know, like I said, twice in the regular season, you think they would be closed games. Maybe even a bulls win walk out of that thing. Two, two, they get blown out in game three and they get blown out last night. How do you figure that? You know, you play them twice tough in a regular season. You play them twice tough up in Milwaukee and, and yet you can't, you know, be able to get a game or even be competitive at home against against them in Chicago. So uh, Bucks go up uh, three games to one. So that series you would think would be over. Miami goes up 3-1. The Hawks are facing elimination. Trey Young, I tell you, it's he's not being talked about because you have the Brooklyn nonsense. Uh, you know, you have the Bulls, you know, scaring uh, Milwaukee. You got the Middleton injury. You got the Booker injury. You know, you got all these other storylines in the NBA. Uh, but don't let it get lost that Trey Young, who thinks he's a great player, right, and is, nine points again yesterday. He scored eight points in a game. 25, not too bad, 24 and 9. Two games under 10 points for the Hawks. That's brutal. That is just brutal. And so is what's going on with Brooklyn. We'll talk about that next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Three to play in the third. Torrey Craig would have gotten a trade with Indiana. Ingram will go right by the trap. The endo. Oh, he dropped it hard. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. That's uh, TNT there with the call as the uh, Pelicans do beat the Phoenix Suns uh, last night, even in that series, at two games apiece. So here's the lowdown after the first couple of weeks. We have uh, eight series, right? Four are three games to one. Three are 2-2. Two, two, and then we have the one Boston, <coughs> excuse me, Boston at Brooklyn, which is a uh, three-zip. So 
No, nobody was able to sweep, surprisingly enough. Oh, well, we shouldn't say that at this point uh, because Boston obviously could sweep tonight. They play at Brooklyn. Uh, the Nets are still the one-point favorite. No Ben Simmons for the game for the, for the Nets. You know, I, I knew this. Anybody acting surprised today that Ben Simmons is not playing in this game tonight is just stupid. You know, either gullible or stupid pick one. Uh, but there is no way. I, I mentioned it Saturday night when we were doing in-game live, uh, me and Pat Foster. He wasn't playing. Had they lost game three, and they did, to fall games, to three games to none down, I said they're not going to play him. If they win, they will play him. Why? Because if they win, then that down 2-1, they still have hope. And even if they lost down 3-1, there still would be some hope for the, uh, for the net fan. It wouldn't be happy, but there still would be hope. You fall behind 3-0, as they did, and now you lose game four at home like they might now the angst is there for the fan. Now now the resolution is just, you know what, the season is over. It's been a disaster. Uh, such expectations at the beginning and uh, nothing left to, to look at. You know, you got one of your best players in Harden gone. Uh, you got another mental midget that's on the team and Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, where is all the angst going to go? Is he going to go against Kyrie? Nah, the Nets fan is giving him a pass. Is he going to go against KD even though he's playing like crap? Nah, they're going to give him a pass. You know where all that angst is going to go? It's going to go against Ben Simmons and we all know how mentally soft he is so I really believe had the Nets lost and again they did that the net uh, ownership would have said you know what first of all we're not winning right the series so no team has come back from uh, 0-3 down in the history of the NBA 0-143 so why risk having him play after not playing in about a year, literally, not even practicing with us, uh, who knows what he really could offer anyway, and you know where that angst by the net fan is going to go. It's going to go against Ben Simmons. And then we may lose him for another year. So, you know what? 2-1, we'll take the chance. Down 3-zip, it's not worth it. Not worth it. And then there, if there is a serious back injury, which, quite frankly, I just don't believe. I, I don't. I hate calling people liars without any real evidence, but... I just don't believe it. I, I I just think it's all from the neck up for him. And why risk having him uh, have more, you know, uh, hesitation, whatever you want to call it, getting back on the court when his one moment, one moment of the sun with the with the net uniform on was is going to be fans booing him off the court. So the moment they lost game three, he said he's not playing, not playing. And I just don't believe it because here's the other thing. Uh, the, the excuse they fed the four-letter network is that he woke up yesterday with a back with back soreness. All right. Well, last time I checked, the Nets weren't playing yesterday. They're playing today. So why would a back stiffness, not an injury, just wake up with back stiffness yesterday have anything to do with what might be the case tonight? That's 36 hours later, not even 24. It's a full day, and then you're playing the night game. So he's got 36 hours to get over his little lousy back stiffness, and they're that quick to assume he won't? It's not about his back. That doesn't make any sense. If he had an injury, which he doesn't, or at least doesn't anymore, then okay, you know, he like, like Embiid with his wrist and he woke up and his wrist was swollen. Okay, I get it, can't play. But we, we've never heard of the real repercussions of this, uh, or the real reason why he had this back injury, supposedly, blah, 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 blah. So for all we know, he's healthy, but he's just waking up and it's tweaking him, it's bothering him, whatever the case may be. 
But the bottom line is he's out there, he's walking around, he's shooting layups and everything else. So it's no longer to be an injury. It's just whether he can, you know, deal with the pain. And any pain he has Sunday morning, why would the Nets be so quick to say he can't play, you know, but like I said, a day and a half later? It's not about the back. For the neck up. Neck up. They don't want to take the chance of him being booed by the fans. You know what? And then you got Kyrie Irving telling the world that his team hasn't gelled. You know, <laughs> uh, there's a reason why the, if that's the case, the team hasn't gelled. It's because you haven't been around for basically half the season. What a mope. And it was pointed out, and it's a good point, and we've kept track of this stuff. You know, the Nets are only 10 and 9 with Kyrie and KD playing together. 10 and 9. It's not like, you know, they were great together anyway. So, um, you know, to think that they were going to be able to put it all together, you would have thought they would have been a little bit more competitive. Maybe not be able to beat uh, the Boston Celtics, but they lost games down the stretch that had everybody scratching their head, saying, well, how are you losing to this team or that team? This team just has not been good. The moment they traded away Harden, you look at the record with James Harden, and then you look at their record after, they're under 500. They just weren't a good team without James Harden. I thought that was a dumb trade. I don't know what beef there really was between the three of them, but, boy, you would have thought they would have been able to put it aside for one season and, and make it all work. Uh, and, and they haven't been able to do that. So I, I don't doubt for a second the Nets are going to lose tonight. Nets are, by the way, 1-22 and 22 against the spread their last 23 home games. They had the worst against the spread record in the NBA this year. The worst. Worse than all the dredges. Uh, you know, the Houstons and the Detroits and, uh, you know, the OKC Thunders and uh, you pick any Sacramentos. The Nets by far wasn't even close. They didn't cover 10 games at home this year. They covered 9-32-1 is their spread record. And now I know what you're saying. Are they really going to get swept? Well, listen, uh, Denver didn't. I understand that. You know, you had a couple teams down three zip, and they were able to win. But chances are this team just rolls over, just absolutely rolls over. Just absolutely. And listen, uh, Kyrie Irving says the team hasn't gelled, right? Well, KD playing like crap this postseason has nothing to do with gelling. You know, Ben Simmons being a bozo has nothing to do with uh, this team gelling. Uh, having a head coach who's clueless, just absolutely clueless is Steve Nash on the sidelines, has nothing to do with gelling. I mean, maybe this is Kyrie's way of calling out Nash. I don't know. But gelling is not the issue for the Nets. Not being able to play good basketball is. Toronto, Philadelphia tonight as well. 76 is a whopping seven and a half point favorite. You know, they should be able to get by Toronto being up three, nothing and up three, one, but that torn ligament and then being shooting hand, not his offhand, his shooting hand, you know, uh, that would be a concern. If I'm holding on to a 76ers to win it all ticket, you may be able to beat Toronto one more time at a three. You think they would, but they're not beating Miami. No, not not without a healthy Embiid. Uh, and the way he played game four yesterday, he was very, very timid. Very. Now, he had the injury in game three, but he didn't know he had the injury in game three. Now he knows. Now let's see if he can get over that psychological thing of, okay, I got torn ligaments, but I should still be able to play and be aggressive because he wasn't yesterday. Utah plays at Dallas tonight as well. That's our third game. Uh, Mavs laying only three. I'm surprised about that. You know, Mavericks beat Utah twice without Luka. He did return for game four. Jazz did win 100 to 99, but 
You know, I, I got a four-game sample in which Dallas has really played well in all four games, winning two of them. And and really, you could have made the case they should have won or at least could have won anyway uh, yesterday or uh, Saturday. So I like the Mavs. I mean, it's hard not to like the Mavs here, laying only three. I mean, don't forget, they were the higher seed. That's the other thing. You know, it's not like Utah was the four seed. Utah was the five seed, struggling down the stretch. Mavs, the four seed, playing at home, laying only three with Luka. Boy, that's uh, that, that's the one that's got sucker written all over. That, that's the one where it's like, wow, that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, favorites came through again, not in the NHL yesterday. Four and seven, but what a tremendous run NHL favorites are on. And uh, NHL overs third period, 10 and one yesterday. I'll give you the numbers over the last month because they continue to come in. Opposite picks on Sports Grid Radio on this Monday. Phone calls coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on the roll, kicks it out. Barton for three, the dagger! Here's the payoff. Broken back, dropping, 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 big hit! Frazier's coming home, and the Mariners win it! You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number, ESPN Root Sports with the calls there as uh, uh, Barton with the big uh, three with eight seconds left, putting them up five. That was, the in essence, the game winner. And then uh, it was uh, Seattle and Kansas City there with the walk-off RBI single. Uh, Root Sports Network with the call there. 844-843-6879. You know, speaking of, I'm going to do something here I don't ever, 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 ever do. Uh, in a second. But let me go back to the NHL just to finish that up for a second. Uh, Favorites went 4-7 and seven yesterday. They were on a 52-10 run over the last week and change. Dating back to last Saturday when Favorites went 14-0. And, and, you know, when you take back this past Saturday, they went 11-1. So the two last Saturdays combined, NHL Favorites went 25-1. Think about that for a second. Overall, since last Saturday, favorites in the NHL, 59 winners, 17 losers uh, with a couple of games as, as pick them, depending on where you got your line. Uh, and again, e- even with yesterday's only four favorite winners, so dogs do have their day, uh, it's still on a nice 59-17-2 run. Amazing. Arizona was not, though, one of those underdogs. Although, I must say, uh, over the weekend, they did a decent job against St. Louis. They only lost in overtime after rallying from three goals down in the third period. That cost a lot of our parlays when we laid a goal and a half. Blowing a three-goal third period lead is like blowing, to to Arizona no less, uh, is like blowing a 21-point fourth quarter lead. I mean, it just doesn't happen, man. Overs yesterday, 10-1. and Overs over the last month, third period overs, uh, overs, 10 and 1. Over the last month, third period overs, now 282 over, 138 under. Not bad. 
about 150, 144 difference over 500. Now, the problem with that is it's it's not a pick em bet anymore. Boys in Vegas got wise to us. And, uh, you know, you have to lay the juice, minus 170, minus 2 to 1 to bet overs on these things. So you need to go at least 2 to 1. But when you get these 10 and 1s thrown at you like we did yesterday, 10 and 1 over periods going over in the third period. Amazing. All right, to the baseball scene real quickly. I'm going to do something here that I never thought uh, would come out of my lips, and that is defend the Stanky fan. You know, the incident on Saturday against the uh, the Indians, Guardians, uh, whatever they're calling themselves these days, Cleveland. You know what? Get off the field, Cleveland. That That's really, to me, you, you instigated it. You know, the fans are going to be dope, especially Stanky fans. We, we know those guys. You, you, need, you know going in. Uh, you know, it's trying to like have a conversation with, with Kyrie Irving. You know, going in, you know, you're, you're talking to a bozo. You're talking to a guy who thinks the world is flat and will swear by it, all right? You're talking to a guy who thinks he's going to grow a third ear if he gets vaccinated. So you you know going in what you're dealing with. So you know going in with the Stanky fan what you're dealing with. So the Stanky's going to walk off hit. Instead of like 99.99999% of the time, the opposing team walks off the field, right? Do the Indian Guardians walk off the field? No. The right field. Fielder all of a sudden wants to get in it with the right field bleacher fans who are bozos and half drunk to begin with. And, and so you're going to stand there and try and have an argument, a discussion with Kyrie and a discussion with the fans in right field who have been drinking, you know, $10 beers for the last three hours. And you think you're going to have a logical conversation? You think he's going to say, hey, way to go, Cleveland. Glad you switched your name. Glad you lost the game today. See you later. No, of course not. Of course they're looking to get into it with you. Get off the field. You know, I, I wasn't watching the game. I thought that was like in the fifth or sixth inning or so. It was in the ninth, bottom of the ninth inning. The Yankees just won. The fans are celebrating. And you as a right fielder, you're going to stand there and argue with the fans? Really? And then you're going to expect sympathy afterwards? Come on. Should they be throwing things at players? No, of course not. But it's not the end of the world. You know, Asian people can't walk down Broadway without worrying about getting mugged. I can't walk into a subway without someone uh, shooting at me. Uh, you know, normal everyday people can't walk down the streets in New York without being mugged or kicked over or stepped on or spit on or whatever that's the case may be. That's all fine. And that, well, that's life in New York. You know, you deal with it, right? But we're all going to get outraged because a couple of dopey, drunk Yankee fans, uh, you know, threw some uh, soda cans or, or uh, soda bottles or whatever the case may be. Not even bottles. Soda cups uh, or beer cups at, at a couple of players. Uh, come on, please. Get off the field. Game's over. You lost. You got your ass kicked. Get off the field. You want to stay on the field and debate fans? Climbing the wall? You know, come on. You got a, you got a, a Guardians fan who's climbing the wall. Are, are you serious? Really? Because it's like a fenced wall right field. Why they would have a fenced wall, I don't know, but they do. Um, and, and then afterward, you want to complain about the Stanky fan? I, I, you know, I won't even make a reference to a, a former Red Sox climbing a wall fence. I, I wouldn't even, you know, go there. 844-843-6879. All right, uh, phone calls. We got our pyramid plays. We're going to start something new today, by the way. Um, with all these underdogs in hockey winning yesterday, I'm actually going to start a if lightning strikes $5 parlay, what is that for five bucks? Scott? Uh, patience. We got uh, 29 minutes. We'll get to that with our pyramid plays and, and, and everything else. 844-843-6879. Uh, phone calls. We'll start with our good buddy, Johnny in Manhattan. What's going on, John? Welcome to Opposite Picks on this Monday morning. 
Good morning, Scott. How are you? Not bad. What's going on, bud? Uh, I thought it was interesting. The uh, Pelicans' record beginning uh, the season was three and sixteen. Like those signs that say John three sixteen. Occasionally, you see those on TV. Uh, they were three and nice. sixteen before they, um, you know, started to straighten up and fly right. So I guess they prayed for some divine intervention, Scott. I guess so. I didn't know. No, no, did not know that. Although they weren't exactly great after three and sixteen. I mean, they were still, you know, what, what three games over five hundred. They finished ten under. So, thirteen from thirteen to ten, not exactly great. But uh, okay, uh, maybe, maybe the god is a, is a Pelicans fan. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, or he's uh, Zion's doctor. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, Scott, you said you were going to do something you've never ever done, and I grabbed my pen because I thought you were going to give a winner. Actually, you defended the Yankee fans, and uh, I appreciate that. You know, the Guardian outfielder, you did mention it, but it bears repeating. The Guardian outfielder literally climbed the wall to uh, put his head, his head above the, the railing and start barking at the Yankee fans. So, listen, neither of us are, will excuse throwing uh, stuff on the field, but he shouldn't climb the wall and put his head above uh, above the thing and yell at everybody, Scott. Oh, I listen, thank you. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you're just asking for trouble. Right? I mean, Jimmy Pearsall was the guy I was going to make reference to. All right, I mean, I mean, come on, what are you, Jimmy Pearsall here, please. See, what, what do you think is going to happen climbing the freaking wall? You're going to go over the fence and start fighting with the fan? Is that it? Dope. Uh, Charles in West Virginia. Charles, welcome to uh, Opposite Picks. Hey, what's well, so, Oh, John took a shot at your pick. That's pretty funny. If, 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 yeah, I know, I know that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, Wes, uh, Wes, I like your take on the Yankees fans. You know, I was listening to another show last night with two guys on there, um, and one guy was uh, on the side of the Yankees because he's a Yankees fan, but the other guy was a Mets fan, so he hates the Yankees fans. But, you know, uh, your take, your, I didn't know that was at the end of the game either. So, yeah, I guess the Yankees uh, probably should have got off the field. And uh, one thing, uh, Wes, about Ben Simmons, what do you think, you know, he's uh, he's suing the league to get his money from last year, when which he didn't play at all. And are they going to give him a mental illness pass because he can't play and is too scared to play? Is that taking advantage of the mental illness? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, if you're not available to play, not, not necessarily a COVID thing, right, where you wanted to but you couldn't. And I don't know. I don't know, Charlie. That, that, that's, uh, that is an interesting thing. I got a feeling the NBA will probably eventually step in and just say, here, here Philadelphia, pay him the money, you know, and just be, on, to be done with this. We don't need any more bad publicity. But you're right. He is suing. They didn't want to pay him because he wasn't available. Personally, I wouldn't pay him either. I, I would think, listen, you weren't available, you know, so it's not my fault. It wasn't an injury. It was, at least not a physical injury, but, you know, if it's a mental injury, fine. You know, we, we feel sorry for you, but, you know, we can't – why should we have to pay for that? I would think there would be something, Charles, in their contract, though, right, that would stipulate stuff like that, you know, uh, pertaining to injuries and availability and, and uh, whatever the case may be. Yeah, if they pay him, they're going to they're, they're starting a bad precedent. I wonder, what, what is their contract up with this, their, their union contract? I'd be curious to know. If that's a talking point in that negotiation. Yeah, you know what? I'll Google it right now. And you're right. Because who's to say, you know, say you have a player that just doesn't want to play. I'm tired of playing. I don't want to retire because I don't want to give up my 10, 15, you know, $20 million salary. And, uh, you know, he could just say, you know, he needs mental health. 
So I don't know. Uh, uh, we appreciate the phone call there, Charles. We get a little uh, feedback. So you cut him off there, Andrew. Yeah, let me let me Google that now um, and see what the players NBA Players Association contracts. I know the NFL's got a long ways to go. Um, baseball obviously just started. Let me see expiration dates. Expiration. Um, let's see. Let's see. Collective bargaining reached in 2005. Expired on uh, 2011. Um, I'll figure it out during the break. But uh, it seems like it just started relatively recently. So, But that would be something where a player would just say, listen, uh, emotionally I can't play. Still got to pay me. I find that hard to believe, but you never know in 2022 what might be the case. All our pyramid plays, opposite picks, and everything else are all coming up next right here on Opposite Picks Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listeners know what time it is. Time to take out those patent pencils. Get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio. Opposite picks. What are opposite picks and newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why I like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Uh, 0-7 on Friday. Yikes. Uh, we're now one nineteen up 143 down by going opposite uh you know maybe i can beat the boys in vegas how about that well continue along folks it's a marathon as we say not a sprint got seven games for you tonight including the nba postseason contest we're brought uh, boston's getting one at brooklyn Again, I don't know how anybody can put American money on the Brooklyn Nets these days. Uh, Forget about the fact that the Nets have the worst home against the spread record in the league. The worst. Forget about the fact that they are 1-22 against the spread their last 23 home games. You know, forget about the fact their head coach is, is clueless on the fi- sidelines. Forget about the fact that Kevin Durant is playing like crap. Forget about the fact that Kyrie Irving doesn't know if he's coming or going. Forget about the fact that Ben Simmons isn't dressed up. You know, forget it all. Just know that Boston, you know what, is it's the better team. The better team. So love, 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 love the Celtics. Everything points to Boston tonight plus one. Yeah, give me Brooklyn minus the one. Pick number two, 76ers laying uh, seven and a half uh, against Toronto. I like the Raptors here, actually. You know what? 76ers aren't as good as they've shown, and Toronto, more importantly, isn't as bad as they've looked. Now, they did win game four. Uh, the beat, uh, and beat injury is the thing that is the real concern for me. He didn't play well at all. Not just like missing shots. That's one thing. I'm talking about tentative play. Very conscious of his uh, right thumb injury. He's got torn ligaments there. Raptors, don't forget, did take three or four from Philadelphia in the regular season. I got a feeling they win this thing or at least cover the spread, getting seven and a half. That's a monster number that's up from games one and two, which were in Philadelphia. They're coming off a win. Maybe get a little mojo going. Uh, I I tell you, I just, I like Toronto getting seven and a half points. Uh, Give me Philadelphia minus the seven and a half. 
Pick number three, Dallas laying three versus Utah. How can't you like the Mavs tonight after winning two games in this series without Luka, and then they could have slash should have won Saturday in Utah. I mean, really, the Jazz have done, done nothing in this series except a close win in game one that makes me think, okay, they're halfway decent. They turn things around again, but you know, they closed out the regular season and playing 500 ball over the last 25 or so, 26 games. Uh, they're 2-2 they're two and two so far here. You're at Dallas. Don't forget, Dallas was the higher seed. They were the four seed, not Utah. Luka's back. I tell you, I love the Mavs here laying only three. Eh, give me Utah plus the three. Pick number four, baseball, San Francisco plus 180 at Milwaukee. Get a load of this schedule for the Brewers. They played in Philadelphia last night. Have to hop on a plane, fly to Milwaukee for today's game, which is a 5 o'clock local time start, so it's an early start. Then they're going to hop on a plane and start a series tomorrow in Pittsburgh. Now, they're not long flights, but you're still going from a hotel to home, to hotel, to airport, to airport, to airport. I don't think they're going to have anything for this little one-game series, a makeup game from earlier this year left in the tank. I, I really don't. I, I love getting plus 180 in San Francisco in that kind of spot is tremendous. Uh, give me Milwaukee laying lane to 2-1. to one. Pick number five, uh, St. Louis, plus 145 against the New York Mets. Yeah, Max Scherzer's pitching for the Mets. So what? Uh, first place Cardinals are at home where they were nine games over 500 last year, while the Mets were 21 games under 500 on the road. Miles Michaelis pitches for the Cardinals. I'm getting a whopping plus 145. Really love St. Louis in this spot. Eh, give me the Mets minus the 165. Pick number six, uh, Astros laying a buck 40 at Texas. Astros own the Rangers uh, to the tune of 56 and 30 the last five years, including 14 and three last season. Rangers are in last place in the AL West with a 1-5 home record. No reason to think things are going to change this year. Love, 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 love Houston laying this smaller price. Yeah, give me Texas plus the 120. Pick number five, or pick number seven, uh, Dodgers laying a run and a half at Arizona. You know, speaking of a team that's owning another club, how about the Dodgers? 16-3 and three versus Arizona last year. What about laying a run and a half, though, Scott? 14 of those 16 wins came by two runs or more. And again, why should they change this year? LA's in first place like last year, and Arizona's in last place like last year. Love, 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 love the Dodgers here. Eh, give me Arizona, the Diamondbacks, uh, plus the one and a half runs. Opposite picks. We're due for some winners here. Brooklyn laying one. Philadelphia minus seven and a half. Utah plus three. Brewers minus two to one. Mets minus a buck 65. Texas plus 120. And the Arizona Diamondbacks plus one and a half runs. Opposite picks for uh, Monday, April 25th. Good luck, folks. And there you go. Uh, as always, we'll post those uh, on the uh, front page of the website, oppositepicks.com. By the way, the uh, basketball contract expires in two years, 2022-23 season. 
So a couple more years, and right around now is the time they start negotiating. You know, did they just sit down? Hey, what are you guys looking for? And so uh, uh, I do think that would, has to be an issue. I, I don't know what the rules are, but if it's not stipulated now, you can bet your bottom dollar it will be two years from now when they write up a new deal. Because really, you're at the mercy of, you know, you'll get some quack doctor say, oh, yeah, he can't play emotionally. And if you get a player that wants to buy that, all right, you know what? I don't want to play anymore, So, but you got to pay me my $35, $40 million a year. Well, that would be that would be a strange thing, but uh, it, it might get done that way. All right, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. We'll do all our picks here coming up. First up, Dom in East Rochester. Dom, welcome to Opposite Picks on this uh, Monday morning. Are you there, Dom? Dom going once, twice. Sold. All right. Let's uh, maybe we're having some phone problems with the uh, phones. Not sure, but uh, you know we'll do the picks now, uh, and then if we have time, we'll do some uh, on the other side. Uh, our pyramid plays. These are the ones where we take the uh, the sport and give you the best play in each sport. Um, NBA. I tell you, there's a couple of them. We, we could go Boston. Uh, we, we could go Toronto. We could go Dallas. I, I really do like all three, but I, I think I like the Dallas one minus the three best of all. Um, I just, you know, there, there's no reason to think Dallas won't play a little bit better being at home. So they won one of the two games. They got Luka back. Utah still is not playing well to me. So, yeah, give me Dallas minus the three tonight. Uh, props, uh, Luka was 24 and a half for game number four. Let me see real quickly what he is for tonight's contest because if it's 24 and a half or even close to it, uh, I, I'm going to be all over that because to me, there's no way he's not getting at least 25 points. I, I would think it, they would bump it up a point or two. Player points, Luca is. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba. They don't have him listed on the main page. Ooh, 30 and a half. All right. They, they did. He was 24 and a half for game four. 30 and a half, different story. Can't go 30 and a half. So I'll get back to you on the uh, the over uh, uh, props for the NBA. Uh, NHL, you only had the one game tonight. So we'll take Philadelphia at home against, uh, excuse me, we'll take Chicago at home against Philadelphia. Uh, props will go over three and a half shots on goal. Patrick Kane for Chicago. Philadelphia gives up shots like they're going out of business. Best baseball play, Dodgers laying a run and a half. No brainer. And if you're only going to play one, as much as I do like the Mavs, um, but give me the Dodgers laying a run and a half against Arizona. 16 and three last year against the Diamondbacks. 14 by two runs or more. Dodgers are playing good ball. They're in first place. Arizona's in last. There's just no reason to think that's going to flip. So uh, Dodgers laying the one and a half runs would be the one play today if you're only going to play one. Shots on goal. We only had that one game. So we got Patrick Kane. We'll use him. Uh, I got a couple of guys. Uh, well, one guy from Philadelphia, Travis Konecki. We'll, we'll use him as well. So Kane and Konecki, KK, uh, for the one contest tonight. But a light night with shots on goal, unfortunately, just because of the one game. Uh, Mondays are usually a, a, a dead day for uh, NHL. Baseball. Yesterday, or excuse me, Friday, we went two and two, but we had two big dog winners. So we actually made 95 bucks. So we're 16 up, 19 down, but uh, plus 50 to $3 is what we really care about. Who cares about the win-loss record? Because we're playing nothing but dogs. So we're going to start the uh, same thing uh, today. We're going to go with two series. We're going to start these series and then play them 
the entire series. First up, we're going to take uh, Colorado plus 155 at Philadelphia. Uh, Phillies played last night. A quick little turnaround for them, although it's home and home, so it's really not that big a deal. But I just think, you know, Rockies are playing good ball. I don't know if they're going to be able to say this, you know, come June, July, and August. But for now, they're actually over 500. They're battling for first place in the NL West. You're giving me a buck 55 against a mediocre Philadelphia team. I'll play Colorado all series long. Same thing with St. Louis. Uh, that's the other one for today. We're, we'll take the Cardinals plus 145 against the New York Mets. Even with Scherzer on the hill, no big deal. If you're going to give me odds with St. Louis all series long against the Mets, I'll be there. Absolutely. So Colorado and St. Louis, and we'll add on a couple of more tomorrow when a few more series begin. So uh, we're going to start something new here. I was thinking about this with some of these underdogs covering. Um, $5, new category, if lightning strikes. What is that you say? Well, we're going to play three or four underdogs, regardless if we like them or not. It's all based on the odds, not the selection. So, and, uh, and it just may, lightning may strike and it may hit. And if it does, we're going to win big. Now, we're not going to put $100 on it. We're not even going to put $50 on it. We're going to put $5 on it. Now, uh, $5, what's the point? Well, if it all hits, you're going to win decent money. Tonight, we're limited with the uh, the hockey schedule being so small and baseball being so small. So, But that said, we're going to go with the Raptors. These are all money lines. Raptors money line plus 285 to win at Philadelphia. Giants plus 180 to win at Milwaukee. Arizona plus 162 to win against the Dodgers. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, Colorado uh, plus the 168 to win against the Philadelphia Phillies. Five dollars if all four hit. If lightning strikes, we win 373 bucks. Not bad. And we'll do that every day for five bucks. And while the 373 isn't bad, I will tell you that's probably the small end of what some of these payoffs will be. If we get the you know four teams that all go two to one, which is the goal, we're looking at winning five six hundred dollars for a five dollar bet. So and listen, we do it twenty times. Worst comes to worst, we go for twenty. Well, we lost twenty bucks. Who cares? Or a hundred dollars. So, but hopefully, hopefully, lightning will strike and all these dogs will cover. So, Raptors, Giants, Diamondbacks, and Rockies are the plays tonight for our parlay. Our open parlay from last week. We won with Washington in regulation against Arizona. So we should, if you're legit, be up 377 bucks. We're going to lay that all on the L.A. Dodgers minus 190 against uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Why? Because uh, the Diamondbacks obviously suck. And again, that, that $5 parley, that is completely separate from everything else that we do. So we're at, what did we say, 300 and... Um, up, 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 up. 377 at minus 194 now on FanDuel. And that will pay us 194 bucks. And we would roll that over. So 194. All right, so 377 to win 194 on the LA Dodgers. This would be our fourth leg. And then our uh, underdog, we hit with the Hawks on Friday, so we're up to 103. We'll take the Boston Celtics even. They're not necessarily an underdog, but you know what? 103 to win 103. I think the Celtics close out the Nets tonight, and then we'll carry that over again with these both these if, in fact, they win. We'll close up shop next. Opposite picks, Sports Grid Radio.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the SportsGrid Radio Network. Ops picks on Sport Grid Radio. Don't forget the pro football full circle coming up next uh, with uh, our guys uh, Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Uh, they'll talk some NFL for the next hour here on uh, Sports Grid Radio. A couple other little tidbits, including some football. Now, this is not a revelation here, but still, uh, Omar Kelly, who covers the Dolphins for the South Florida Sun Sentinel, says that former head coach Brian Flores really wanted Miami to draft Jordan Love. Not Tua. Now, we've all known he's not been a big Tua fan. We didn't necessarily know who he wanted to draft. Uh, we thought it was Justin Herbert, but in case uh, in point, it was actually uh, Jordan Love, at least according to, uh, to Kelly, who covers the Dolphins, like I said. Not that big a deal. If you want to give me examples of how he neglected him and didn't uh, tutor him and didn't coach him because they didn't draft the guy he wanted, then it's a story. But, you know, a guy can want somebody else to be drafted. It's not that big a deal. LeBron James is tweeting out, I will not miss the postseason again for my career. This blank hurts. You know, it makes it seem like he had a say in it, right? It makes it seem like everything I've been saying all along about him purposely not making the playoffs is true. Because if he could proclaim, I'll never miss the playoffs again, that means you had a say one way or the other on you making the playoffs this year, and you chose not to, whereas now you're saying, I'll never make that choice again, which again means that I'm the genius that I think I am. That I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. This guy wanted no part of the postseason. And that tweet tells me that that was his choice to not make it this year. So we're right again. Again, our open parlays, we're going with the Dodgers tonight. Okay, we're laying our 377 to win 194. If we win that one, we'll carry it over. We got two more to go. This is the fourth one. And then our underdog, we're taking Boston even. We got 103 bucks after the Hawks win on Friday, 103 to win 103 uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. As I do think they will close out the series. And I think they will be booing those players off the court unmercifully later on tonight. Pro football full circles up next. I'll be on in-game live as always later on tonight at Sports Grid TV. Hope you can watch. We'll talk to you then.